Welcome back to New Rockstars. The trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home blows open the Spider-Verse with reveals or at least hints toward at least five villains from past franchises. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, Electro Jamie Foxx, the Lizard Resiphons, and Sandman Thomas Hayden Church scraping the bottom of the barrel there. But <laughs> there are, no offense, those guys were great. But uh, there are rumors that there is a sixth villain rounding Ooh. out this sixth. Sinister Six lineup. How the hell is there room for anyone else in this movie? And is the sixth villain truly ungrateful fans who will somehow find a way to put dirt in our eye? This yes. is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles we love. I'm Eric Voss, going rogue with me in this week of weeks is Mastertainment MT. What's going on, guys? It's Spider-Man Week. We made it. We are here. It's we, got we are there. blessed with the trailer. <laughs> also here with us is host of the Film Philosophers podcast, Eddie Villanueva. Can I just say, it's about damn time, because I didn't think we were ever going to get this trailer. And now that it's here, I'm still not even sure we saw it. I feel like it's still the simulation. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was all a we're dream. All dreaming. Uh, and swinging in from her own dimension, it's Jessica Clemens. Hey, hey I'm proud to say I didn't watch the leak video because I'm a true fan. Oh go. my you. God, true patriot right here. I'm MCU proud of Patriot. You. Oh God, oh God, oh, I What did you just do? It's the canister for the computer and I always accidentally get hot. <laughs> accidentally, Jess. Accidentally. Oh. Likely yeah, story, Jess. There's accidentally a paper bag on the, on the table and accidentally. Yeah. You guys, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Just, just don't look at me. Don't look at me. It's impossible. <laughs> well, um, the No Way Home trailer teased five iconic Spider-Verse villains, Doc Ock, Green mm. Goblin, Electro, Sandman, the Lizard. But rumor has it there is a sixth hiding in the shadows, maybe even hiding in plain sight. So, who do we think this villain is? The trailer gives us lots of clues that maybe Doctor Strange might have a bit more of an antagonistic relationship that, with Peter Parker than we thought. Also some clues pointing to Mephisto. Uh, and there's plenty of other Spider-Verse villains left over that uh, we don't really know yet. Like uh, Michael Keaton as a vulture, uh, Scorpion, uh, is Mysterio still alive? Venom and Carnage, are they gonna? Ooh whip into the, all this maybe an alternate <laughs> peter parker uh let's go through all these options let's start with dr strange do we think dr mm. strange is going to be peter parker's yes! enemy ah! <laughs> ah, yes okay okay dude i've been watching this trailer over and over again and i've been in the hardest things about these trailers are piecing together their outfits and being like he's not wearing this in this scene he's not wearing oh, this yeah. in this scene there has to be a different mm. person also like he's not he didn't have this this broke in a later movie blah right. blah blah x infinity so I would love, this is also rogue theory, so why not go rogue? I would love for this strange that performs the spell to actually be a variant of Kang the Conqueror. Ooh. Now I know, and like, cause he was saying that he was just like, oh, a bunch of me's are coming, a bunch of me that are really smart, a bunch of sorcerers that are really evil. And instead of being the evil sorcerer, but I would love it to just be Kang, like a variant of Kang just popping in there. And that could be the sixth one. I think it would be just so grounded for like after Loki, but I don't know how serious it could possibly be. I don't know if, like, because I was also, like, trying to figure out where the timeline matched with all of this. And it seems like it's so far that it could be true. I don't know. I just want it to be Kang. I just want it to be a variant of Kang. So we stay on yeah. board. You know, now that we have things like variants in the universe, it's just mm -hmm. so hard to pin anything down. It's kind of like once Scrolls got introduced, like, Far From Home ended with Nick Fury 
turning back into a scroll. So right. anybody could be a variant. Anybody could be a scroll. That deception makes it really fun to theorize about. Yeah. I, for me, when it comes to like Doctor Strange, it's hard for me to imagine him being a disguise for someone like mm-hmm. Kang or Mephisto. But I mm. could see him very likely having some kind of allegiance or loyalty or partnership with one of these entities. Oh, and a different... Yeah, Yeah. like he knows about Kang or he knows about Mephisto. And the reason he's weird in this trailer is that he's like uh, either trying to avoid them or trying to serve them unwittingly, you know? 100%. I'm jumping on that board because that would make more sense. (laughs) And also, I would love it. Strange made a bargain with a Kang. I think Mm. with a Kang. He loves making him bargains. (laughs) (laughs) He likes a good deal. Who doesn't like a good deal? (laughs) I think think MT hit on something, though, too, as well. Because I I think one of the biggest things that we, as the MCU fans, have kind of pulled away from are the events that happened in the first Doctor Strange movie. And I I am a huge fan of Chuito Ejiofor. And I honestly feel like Mordo has a role behind this. Like, I I feel Mm. like if he is either using some kind of incantation, maybe to disguise himself as Strange or even to have a sway over Strange with you know, the, the efforts be, with Dormammu behind him, you know, because one of the unique things about the, the trailer, and, and mind you, just like Jess, I've been rewatching this thing like crazy. One of the unique things that I saw at the very beginning was, you know, when he's looking at those little uh, witch figurines. And if you look at the one that he's actually looking at, he actually has a goatee and he yeah. has teeth. And it's like, mm. oh, my God, you're seriously looking at something, something that's been manipulated to get his attention. So. I feel like oh. I don't think that Doctor Strange is trying to to lead him to himself, but I think it's someone else who's trying to lead him to Doctor Strange because there's already a hold on Doctor Strange in some way or some form. Um, but I feel like Dormammu and Mordu have kind of a, a play in this as well because I, I feel like there's still some kind of saltiness. There's got to be some kind of saltiness mm-hmm. from Dormammu from at the end of Doctor Strange. So uh, Yeah, I think if Doctor Strange has some kind of hold over him, um, like... Why would he engage Peter Parker in this spell? Do we think Doctor Strange planned on that spell going awry? Or is that genuinely something that happened outside of his control and now he's panicked? Oh, I, I just think it's a spell that just went totally wrong. I think that he tried to do it and he was like, Yo, I, I saved the universe like a zillion times. This is what I do. I freaking beat Dormammu. I beat Thanos. I'll, I, I beat death all day. Like, this is no one can beat me because I'm the smartest dude in the like, multiverse. And so he does yeah. it, and things go wrong. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's just a weird accident. <laughs> That's why I was thinking it had to be, like, a variant of him, because I was also like, what if this variant isn't as, like, as well-to-do as our Doctor Strange? He's just, mm. like, slightly a little bit under. And so I was yeah. like, what if he just completely messed up on this spell on purpose and was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I really don't care. You see, I um, think Doctor Strange could be an antagonistic force to Peter Parker in this movie, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think we would consider him the sixth villain, because in my mm-hmm. mind, the only way that works is if Doctor Strange is the only villain and the other Sinister Six characters we're seeing are actually neutral characters, or people yeah. caught up in, in a mess, and then mm-hmm. they don't really know how they tie into the broader plot, and it's like Doctor Strange pulling all the strings. So I wouldn't consider Doctor Strange the sixth villain. He would just be like mm-hmm. the twist Kang behind it all, or whatever you would... Would that. you consider the the coming together of the Sinister Six or Sinister Seven, however many there may actually be that haven't been told, do you think that's something that's going to be preconceived prior to the events of whatever Doctor Strange and Spider-Man do, or it's going to occur during the film? That's kind of a question, right? Like, yeah. how planned was this multiverse collision? I mean, mm. if you consider someone like Kang or Mephisto being behind this, 
ultimately planned. Everything's going according to plan. Uh, mm. But if you consider it like an accident, then yeah. then Eddie's other alternative is probably the truth that they just meet each other and they're like, hey, you're from another universe too. You're from another universe. Hey, there's like <laughs> six of us. You, you like... get your ass whooped by Spider Man. I get my ass whooped by Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> we have so yeah. much in common. I got that? I got my whooped and my ass whooped by Spider Man. <laughs> That, yeah. Honestly, and that it's like imagine a jail cell where they all got out at the same yeah. time. It's like we're going beelining for Spider Man. So why not work together? Yeah. Just like immediately yeah. when you come out of that hole to just go find the first man in a spider suit. And See, I think it's ass. I think it's the latter. I think like these characters are going to be trapped in a kind of prison. I honestly oh, think like that cube is a pocket prison. Mm. It's a Ghostbuster trap, and they all share it together. And it's going to be like Usual Suspects. They're all in confinement, and they're like, "Hey, let's plan a new let's plan a new gig." new heights together and it's like the cops created this scenario by introducing these criminals together um but in the usual suspects there was a kaiser soze at the end of the day so uh my like we should talk about mephisto there either already is a video on the channel or there will be a video soon with my whole theory on mephisto but like yeah there are some signs pointing to like dr strange being unusual that devil in disguise sign then one more day comic that this seems to be based on um but i just my gut tells me that we're not going to see a devil smiling at someone through a mirror unless that devil is Willem Dafoe doing his bit. Mm. Like, like I don't think <laughs> Mephisto's going to be in this movie, but I think, as always, characters could secretly be uh, manipulated by Mephisto. Like, I think we may see, like, a post credit scene where Doctor Strange just hears a voice from the shadows, and that's what's freaking him out and what causing yeah. him to make these irrational choices. But what do you guys think about Mephisto? I... Sorry, just uh, quick and easy. I don't think he's going to show up in this, but I do think they're definitely teeing up. If they want to, down the line to literally slide him in. We There's so many places to put him, and yeah. also they're just, like, teasing us by putting, like, so much stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, I think so, but too. But they're just doing that because they're tired of everybody. <laughs> they're tired of us <laughs> being like, he's us. there. Yeah, yeah. He's tired of, he's... They're tired of Voss, cover your ears. They're tired of Eric Voss. So. <laughs> I didn't have time. They're tired of him bringing up Mephisto and everyone riding that train. But no, I don't think he's going to show up in this. And... They're like, is Mephisto on even on the board? Hold on. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that, every scene. And there's so many times I've watched so many different videos of people being like, let's zoom in, like enhance enhance to find an M, like a red M or something. And I'm like, no, you know dude, what? not Mephisto. And that's what drives me crazy. People think those are new rock stars videos. We didn't do that crazy of shit. <laughs> nope. These are these TikTokers who steal our shit and then put that yep. incredible is, syndrome it is, song over it. It is. The amount of times that I'm like reading just like people, friends talking about it on Discord and they're like, Yo, wonder what Eric Voss is gonna say, and I'm like, how does everybody just like the boss didn't come up with this? It wasn't Voss's thing. I never said the butterflies were Mephisto. I never said the crane was Mephisto, but everyone thinks I said everything. I mean, was hey, any publicity is good publicity, but still, no, uh, no. No, just, <laughs> not, not when it comes to the devil. He's like, Jessica, how dare you? <laughs> Uh, but I think um, Mephisto ultimately is kind of maybe too big of a villain to be considered yeah. the sixth of, of, you know, six villains. Like, he would overshadow the others with his yeah. cosmic devilish yeah. powers. Yeah, so, he doesn't need the others at all. He, he can doesn't. just do it himself. He's a cosmic villain. Yeah, he's yeah. the Justin Timberlake of, of that super secret boy. <laughs> there you but, go. Um, I'm going solo. I don't need y'all. Yeah, um, one day Mephisto will apologize for um, making a, a single about Britney, and then uh, his Britney is trapped in a conservatorship. Uh, anyway, exactly. um, 
But let's talk about some lower tier options who could be uh, part of a Sinister Six lineup, yes. like Vulture or Scorpion. Mm -hmm. Are you guys thinking we might see them again? Yes, I think, because um, my guess for the sixth uh, member of the Sinister Six is Prowler. Because we had Donald Glover Ooh. in, in oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. movie, and they set mm. him up to be Prowler, mm. and we haven't seen that yet. And since it's the th third movie in this trilogy, and obviously they're most likely going to make another Spider-Man trilogy, it's probably going to be yeah. a Spider-Verse trilogy, fingers crossed. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen that actually develop. So mm. we could see a either, you know, Donald Glover variant from our reality, or seeing a variant from another reality and popping up and being like, yo, I got beef with you, Peter Parker. Or maybe he could be seeing Miles Morales because, like in mm. the um, in the trailer, we see that um, Peter Parker is wearing the uh, the Raimi Spider-Man getup. And so, what if all of the villains are seeing their version of Peter Parker, and like maybe Prowler sees Miles Morales because, like, that's his Spider-Man, like different versions of Spider-Man. I mean, mm -hmm. so like they see yeah. their Spider-Man. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to fight. Like, we all have personal beef with, like, this spider avatar. I don't know. I would I like love nothing more than for all of the villains to be fighting and then Prowler just like, yeah, I should be fighting too and jump into <laughs> it. Because <laughs> that's the only way we could let him come in. But yeah. that seems like a good idea. I like that idea a lot. Um, and uh, Donald Glover was an interesting thing they set up in uh, Homecoming. And yeah. I, I, I'd love to see him show back up uh, in, as part of this team. I think it would be a really fun, I guess, callback, if you will, to the mysterious final member would be, I mean, and this would be pretty interesting, especially with the, um, you know, coming back of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, um, oh, sure. you know, having the head, if you will, someone who has the means to make these types of things feasible in terms of getting people together. Um, that would be really great, especially when we're trying to make that bridge now from the tv series you know version of marvel into the marvel mm -hmm. cinematic universe that'd be a great bridge to use to create that from that aspect yeah what an interesting idea and that could that be brilliant. a way we get charlie cox daredevil mm -hmm. in this too because i don't want if we hopefully do get charlie cox in the mcu i don't want him to be the only person to come from that yeah. side of the netflix universe i mean d'onofrio did such right. a great job with wilson fisk and i'd yeah. love Classic. to see him be the kingpin of the mcu and he wants to do it so badly so I know. Like, give it to him That's yeah fantastic. um now i would imagine sony's hope for the sixth member of the team would be like Venom or Carnage. Do you guys think they right. could show up? One of them could show up in this movie. I think they're mm. gonna be the stinger at the end. I think mm. I think that'd be so cool too if they if that's how they're like gonna bring or not how they're gonna bring them in, but I want them to show up so bad in this. How are you gonna bring in every part, every villain, yeah. but you're not gonna bring in any of those pieces? Like I just want it so bad. But I and I still hold on to the fact that I think it will be like a stinger at the very end of the movie. That yeah. we'll see Venom or Carnage. Mm. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that the symbiote is definitely going to make some type of appearance in this movie because mm. this is a multiverse film and the symbiotes are, you know, a, a primordial, you know, ooze from the beginning of time. <laughs> so like, yeah, it just seems like if there there is a, a link that you could, you know, easily introduce the symbiotes. And we have the Venom universe and like Sony's doing their own thing with their own Sony Spider-Man characters that I'm sure yeah. that they want to link up in some way. So there's going to be some type of 
whether it's like very very loose link to the venom universe that's going to in introduce the symbiotes yeah. yeah i think that'd be really fun uh now i have to address this do you think mysterio could still be alive and gyllenhaal could show absolutely back yep. yeah that man is a snaky bitch i do do <laughs> not trust quentin beck for one second because yeah Freaking Nick Fury. I said this all the time. Nick Fury faked his death in Winter Soldier with that uh, pill that he took, whatever the hell. So if you freaking Beck was had all this uh, Stark's people and all these people like that hated Tony hanging out with him, he, he could have easily gotten that thing that to uh, simulate his death. So he's yep. just walking away scot-free. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gone at all, especially with so much more uh, uh, possibilities with his character in that universe. And, and if Sony decides to bring him back and make him a much bigger part as the future continues for whatever they have in store for Spider-Man. I, I have no doubt that's a card that they're really holding close to their chest and they're, you know, really hoping to play that right at the exact perfect time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now, the last option I want to ask you guys about, do you think the sixth member of the team could be an alternate Peter Parker? Like, emo Peter Parker, mm. black suit, venom symbiote Peter Parker could be mm. the sixth member of the team. It's possible, but I, I don't really see that being something because they're also going to be doing something like that with Into the Spider-Verse, where they're going to be incorporating many more different uh, vari variants now, we can say it, of Spider-Man in that realm. Um, I don't know if they'd play the, the, the alternate universe Spider-Man version in this one. Yeah, it'd be, I think, it'd be an uh, interesting... I wanted to bring it up, but uh, the alliances and uh, alignments are a bit hard to see in that scenario. Mm. Like, would really yeah. even Black Suit, uh, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker want to align himself with with Doc Ock and and uh, Green Goblin? Like, I don't know if he's he was that kind of evil, you know? Yeah. Uh, it would have to well, be a very specific set of circumstances that would make him want to join forces with them. Yeah. Possible, just yeah, but like. I think that, though, the evil Peter Parker thing is highly probable because the Spider-Verse comics, I believe, and if I'm wrong, just you can edit this out, they came from the Shattered Dimensions video game, where at the end of that, it's revealed that Peter Parker is the villain behind the whole multiverse shenanigans. So, you know, there is some type of precedent for it mm. because those comics would not have existed without that video game. Oh, so, there's yeah. precedence for everything. <laughs> there really, there's probably it's a zillion Peter books. Parkers in the old in the past as well. You need to throw a rock yeah. and you have precedence. There it is. Just <laughs> it didn't happen, but if they were to make a Secret Wars in the MCU, I would rather an evil Peter Parker come in then to fight Peter mm. Parker then, because I feel like this movie already has so much going on to make yeah. him like look in a mirror and fight himself is like another thing when he's already fighting like seven different enemies from different timelines. Yeah. So I don't think so, but I would love to see him go against himself eventually to be like, who would win? Yeah. Peter or Peter? <laughs> Peter, or Peter? What, one last thought. What do you guys think about Craven being that oh, six member? Or not Aaron being Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah, I totally big. forgot about Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Don't sleep on Craven. That is, you know what? That is highly probable there because like, That'd be a great little stinger for like a, the next trailer because it's like, yeah. what? Why are we seeing Quicksilver? Why is he here? And people are going to be like, oh my God, variants and Loki. Yeah, that's 100% a really good one. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, just, I would I just like to, to see Craven. <laughs> I would like to see Craven. I love him more. I love reading him with the Sinister Six. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but I, which is sad, which is really sad to say. And honestly, please edit this out. Uh, I want to see the lizard. <laughs> <laughs> 
because he didn't have really a good job. Oh. But I, was, I was really I was a huge fan, and but I was have like, the oh. lizard. Yeah, the lizard's I, already there. Oh wait, is he in it? Yeah, he's in the trailer. Yeah, oh, he's in the trailer. I don't know why I was thinking chameleon. And well, then I'm not paying attention to the trailer close enough. You gotta watch my breakdown. <laughs> that I is also look. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought she said chameleon for some reason. No, I said lizard. Lizard's one of the okay. Doctor Connor Connors is coming back. He, he swipes. Some people thought it was venom, but he's when Peter's in a, like a dungeon that I think is that cute. when he yells. When he Pokeball. yells. Uh, no, it's uh, Peter. He's like. And he turns around, ah, and then I like, kept freezing it, and it's too dark on my damn yeah, camera. You gotta, you gotta break it. <laughs> so I was, I was, I kept, I swear to God, I kept pausing it because I kept being like, "This is someone." I edited this out, but I was like, "This is someone." And I was like, tried so hard to figure it out. Should have watched the breakdown. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, That's on well, me. we covered some great options here. Um, I'm going to award Jessica you one point for um. For this Kang idea, I think uh, Strange might have had some connection with Kang, uh, or either wittingly or unwittingly. I think Kang knew who Strange was. Strange might know who Kang was. So I'm giving you a point for that. Uh, MT, I love this idea of Prowler, uh, and I, I honestly forget about Prowler, but in Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming, on Donald Glover's rap sheet, they list the name Prowler. So like he is established as Prowler of the MCU, and uh, yeah. I think he's long overdue for a return. Yeah, Eddie, I'm gonna give you a point for Kingpin. Um, I think he is a classic Spider-Man villain. I mm -hmm. think they already have a great actor for the part and this way they could get both Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio in there. I'm gonna give you a second point for Craven uh, because Craven we know nice. is coming soon. As he's got his own Ooh. Sony movie coming up. I feel like yeah. this is gonna be a place they'd wanna introduce him. All right, great job, everybody. We wanna talk more about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Some thoughts about who left the AC running all night in the Sanctum Sanctorum, but first, <laughs> Our merch partners at Epic Hero just released a really cool No Way Home inspired shirt, Tales from the Multiverse number one. There's going to be other shirts in this series and they're going to be limited edition, so get on it. They also have this What If inspired shirt uh, and there's like Loki and Suicide Squad inspired shirts and merch, all kinds of cool nerdy gear. So show your support for New Rockstars and get yourself some great nerdy gear at NewRockstarsMerch.com. We want to thank Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, we have learned that there's always a catch. So when we heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, we wondered what the catch could be. Well, the catch is there isn't one. They're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the overhead costs and pass on those sweet savings directly to you. And new rock stars, Philip actually switched to Mint Mobile. He loves it. He got to keep his phone and his number and he's saving a bunch of money. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. That's mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. We also want to thank Hawthorne for sponsoring this episode. This summer, it's been easier than ever to drop our personal care routines, right? But with your personalized grooming kit from Hawthorne, it's easy to stay on track. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. 
First, you take their quiz. They asked me questions about my skin type and how often I shave. It was really easy and it only took a few minutes. At the end, I got an essentials bundle with the products tailored to my body type and lifestyle. I got deodorant, face wash, shampoo, and other products that are specifically selected for me. They all smell great and I feel great when I use them. Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. With their subscription options personalized to your usage, Hawthorne makes sure you never run out of your essentials. Life is complicated. Hawthorne keeps it simple with a short study back quiz that matches you with your perfect grooming kit. Looking your best has never been easier. So take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code ROGUE to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code ROGUE, hawthorne.co, promo code ROGUE. And we want to thank Simply Safe for sponsoring this episode. When Simply Safe Home Security's founders, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. They were struggling to find a security system that was simple to set up and would make them feel safe again. Editor John loves his Simply Safe system, and he got it because his mom loves hers. They are a multi-generational Simply Safe family. <laughs> Making people feel safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 years ago. A passion to protect people not only drives every engineering detail in its products, but it motivates every interaction with its customers. Simply Safe makes it so easy. It takes about two minutes to customize the system on their website, simplysafe.com slash rogue. Simply Safe has trained security experts ready whenever you need them, whether that's during a fire, a burglary, a medical emergency, or even just when you're setting up the system. There's always someone there who has your back to keep you safe. As our listener, you can save 20% off your Simply Safe security system and get your first month for free when you sign up for interactive monitoring service. Just visit simplysafe.com/rogue to customize your system and start protecting your home and family. That's simplysafe.com/rogue. All right, everybody, what happened to the Sanctum Sanctorum? Why is it frozen <laughs> and covered in ice? Uh, Doctor Strange seems <laughs> unable to use his magic to thaw it out. He's resorted to covering himself up in layers. Wong's getting the F out of there, packed his luggage, headed back to the Sanctum Sanctorum, it looks like. Probably soon going to be fighting with Abomination and a yep. warmer climate. Uh, so what is going on here? Why is it frozen? Oh my god. I truly think that just one of the 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 doors that open to different like geographical places literally just erupted only because in the trailer it does have that man just like sweeping up yeah, the snow. So I don't think it's that big of a Seriously, deal. Seriously like an intern? Yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's it's a wizard Is that in Wong training. Servant? That'd be hilarious if Wong had his own servant because he's, he's like supposed to be snow. his servant. It, was, it it truly I feel like it was so minor to everyone around them because they were just like, mm. yeah, we just put on jackets. Uh, Wong's getting the hell out of here. This guy's sweeping yeah. up the snow. He's shoveling, and uh, <laughs> Peter came in in his normal outdoor clothes. So it's just like it's only inside this bubble. And and, and the unique thing about that whole scene is that Doctor Strange is wearing his his cloak and everything, but he's got like like regular new york winter clothes under home winter clothes underneath yeah. it's like a sweat like a college sweatshirt and sweatpants and everything sweatpants. so um, <laughs> mind you this might not be the most popular idea but i mean going back this was kind of a, a secondary idea to what we were talking about earlier with dr strange but what if dr strange is going through a midlife crisis like like the, oh. the possibility of the fact that he died and came back and now before he was kind of an arrogant person and now he's like 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to cherish like the whole, like doc, you know, uh, Mr. Scrooge kind of thing, you know, Christmas mm-hmm. Carol, you know, and, and I'm going to do these things. I'm going to, you know, Oh, Peter, we did this together. So why not throw this together out there? And like, kind of like part of like, you know, the weather changes, wanting to do things differently, shake things up instead of it always being dark and gloomy. Now it's like a winter wonderland inside the Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, I was just, I was thinking, I'm like, man, what if he's just going through it? Like, what if he's just He's trying to figure out something? (laughs) (laughs) He's just trying to figure out life. Maybe. Where are they? It's like, I just want to make a snowball, man. Like, Thanos, stress me out. I just want to make a snowman, snowball. (laughs) Where are they in the timeline if Far From Home is way after this? So, Far From Home and then this. So, it's like, what was he doing during Far From Home? Do we know? Exactly. Uh, like that's <laughs> yes. What, what my answer well, was well, going to yeah, be. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think MT is uh, affirming your curiosity and saying that we yes. all uh, are confused Wait. by this. Okay. Uh, okay. Doctor Strange <laughs> was just kicking it in the Sanctum Sanctorum. I think that's just, all we know. He was just so doing mean something. To me. No. I'm like, is this so mean to me that I don't know when you're roasting me? I don't know when you're roasting me or when you guys are being serious. Oh no. I'm that just saying like, yeah, I, I don't know He's when like, I've made 10 Olafs and I've killed them all. Yes. I've made 10 Olafs and I've killed them all. I'm done. Yeah, so he's just chilling. Okay. <laughs> As okay, they all, so he's they just all need to die because Frozen. Yeah, yeah, this movie is no set good. after Far From Home. It's right after Far From Home, and it's like summertime going into fall, right? Because yeah. New York uh, at the end of Far From Home seemed to be in the middle of the summer, but now right. uh, these shots look like fall leaves are taking mm-hmm. over the nearby parks. Well, because you got Halloween decorations. Yeah. Oh, so the, is Halloween. Yeah. It's fall. So, so some time will have passed. Like Peter gets arrested and then he starts to try to adjust to the new normal of being a pariah and, you know, about two months of that. And then he's like, you know what? That Halloween direction looks like Doctor Strange. I remember <laughs> now that I have a friend named oh, yeah, Doctor Strange who I can ask go. to help me. Well, and in the, Another in, in the midst of all that. This- Strange is probably weird and not to yeah. say that his mental health isn't important, but why there's something up with him. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't know what the status of, I mean, talking about, you know, rogue theory, relationship theory, uh, you know, we don't know what was going on with him and Rachel McAdams character during that time before, you know, that point oh. and the big blip. So, I mean, maybe big he's blip. also like in his feels, you know, break, uh, breaking out the boom box and like just wanting to just, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Who, who I mean, knows? That's why I'm asking you I guys. Mean, Wait, we don't know. Why are you asking? Oh, us? I thought you knew. <laughs> you guys don't work for Sony? Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I actually, I do. I'm the one that leaked the trailer. <laughs> Whoever has the balls to leak that trailer is the. I, I don't know. I can. Mm. I. I would get shot. <laughs> I would get shot. <laughs> Someone might be I'm, getting shot as we speak. Yeah, I'm like true. that still could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I think I think that a good chance of why the sanctum could be frozen could be linked to. I, I sort of have a, two guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, one could be completely due to where the hell Doctor Strange was in Far From Home. Like that could just mm-hmm. be their way of like they're coming back. It's like, oh man, we just went on this weird frozen adventure. We just fought a yeti. It was really crazy, man. Oh yeah, oh, what what happened? A Mysterio? Who? Uh, what, what what's going on? Uh, so it could be that, or it could be the sanctum is responding to whatever the hell Mordo is doing as a response mm. to you know no more like too many wizards, and it's just like mm. oh no, the magic in the world it's going cold. I'm getting cold. I can't heat myself up. It all goes back to Frozen. It, it, it all just ties back to Frozen. So it's sort of reflecting the health of like 
yeah. the magic in the Marvel universe. That makes sense. That's, that's but, the idea, idea yeah. I like. It's like uh, Narnia yeah. rules, like when the White Witch takes over Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. in a different uh, cinematic universe. Mm. Uh, everything was frozen. It was mm-hmm. a representing mm. factor of the health of this place. Yeah. Like, there's so much Harry Potter shit going on. Right? Am I the only one seeing, like, I would hope so. Dumbledore and Harry, like, a little yep. bit? And, like, when Harry just walks into the Great Hall, he's like, why is it snowing? And they're like, oh, because Dumbledore's sad. Or, you know, there's, like, something. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore's sad. There's oh, always yeah. some kind of, like, uh, broader mystical reason why. And it's just, usually it can be explained quickly with a joke, and then we move on. It's like Dumbledore ran out of episodes of uh, Queer Eye, and he's pretty upset because that show's great. Yeah, and this is Dr. Strange. MT, I think you got closest to the right answer. I'm giving you the point there. Hooray! Well done. I can't wait to figure out it was just a door that exploded and I was (laughs) right. right. (laughs) Or or the magical thermostat is broken and the repairman won't come for another 2,000 years. Yeah, and he's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, before we move on to rogue questions, we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Speaking of midlife crises, Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's (laughs) office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength, and if you hate swallowing pills, good news. Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information, and we've got a special deal for our audience try blue chew for free when you use our promo code rogue at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code rogue to receive your first month free and thanks again to blue chew for sponsoring this episode all right guys back to rogue questions we got some other big news this week of uh cinema con that's where the spider-man no way home trailer initially premiered uh we also got news about like the matrix 4 matrix uh resurrections and then yeah. uh the batman apparently there's footage shown of that or just news coming out about the batman uh the robert pattinson one uh, from director matt reeves and uh I wait for it matt reeves said quote that his version of batman could be the most emotional batman Batman movie ever made. So I want you guys to pitch me your theories on how the Robert Pattinson Batman will be the most emotional Batman. And this is uh, this is funny because this is the first like our final rogue question thing that's not just comedy inspired. It's like, <laughs> right? how is this the darkest one possible? But you can make it funny. <laughs> I don't like, want to. Make it funny or no gold for you. you. Know what? You know no, what's gonna no. happen? This is gonna be the this is gonna be the Batman movie where like they just take it over the top with Bruce brooding over his parents. So every scene is gonna oh, be like, yeah. my parents are dead. <laughs> I can't, like and he's fighting his Batman. He's just crying. He's like, I'm doing this for you, Dad. <laughs> and just, <laughs> just crying every scene. It's like yes, an emotional Batman. This, we want to see the side of Bruce. I kind of do want to see that. I, I think this is <laughs> saying I'm doing this for Thomas. Mm. He is a mentally disturbed person. Yes, At the end of the is. day, Batman needs therapy. So, like, yeah. it would make sense for an over-emotional Batman to just beat up everyone in Gotham with tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. sense to me. <laughs> I will be his therapist. Um, mm. Specifically, only Robert Pattinson's <laughs> Batman. But yes. I, th- I think, uh, kind of going off of MT's lines, this Batman that we're seeing is a Batman that's not really 
old enough to like know better, mm-hmm. but also trying to mm-hmm. do better. So when we saw that scene a long time ago of him just beating the hell out of someone and he just kept uh-huh. going, Nonsense. it was so like energized and charged with just like anger and he didn't know how yeah. to place it. Mm-hmm. And that's why this Batman, kind of mirroring today, is just like, he's not a hero <laughs> it's like he's not a hero we don't know what to think of him because yeah. he's just beating people on the street when he's like also a villain deep down not yeah. a villain but he's just a bad guy deep down it's sure. like you who are who are you to say who's the bad guy you're following these orders from people given that are also that's bad right. so who are yeah. you so i, I think that. that's why it's going to be darker um, and more emotionally driven is because it's mirroring not only like what's going on in the world but just he's just a sad boy that doesn't know what sad he's doing boy. correctly. Yeah, he's a sad yeah, boy. I love that. Yeah, and I, I and mean, I think just to kind of funny pick, since all. we're all piggybacking on piggybacking on all of that, like I feel like <laughs> it, it, it's gonna dig deeper into just that psyche that 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 mental status mm-hmm. of being angsty without having a proper outlet. I feel like Matt Reeves is is going to take the opportunity to address all those things that we obviously know. Obviously, Batman is psychologically, you know. On level, off the level, and needs that kind of help. So I think, I think Matt Reeves is going to use this film pretty much to establish that that is the foundation of the the world's greatest detective. In that emotionally, he's still that little boy who is with his dead parents in an alleyway, even in the form of a grown adult person or a young adult. And I feel like mm. through this film, there's going to be a lot of loss that are just going to add mm-hmm. on to that pile that he's already feeling. And so emotionally, we, we, we get the, the amazing um, opportunities to see that being exposed in the rawness of that emotion. Because once he's grown, once he's older, he knows how to mask a lot of that. He knows how to keep it from just pretty much every single person that's important to him, or, con- or they consider him important to him. And this is going to be an opportunity where it's just going to be a raw emotional opportunity uh, where you see that constantly in every instance, not only in fighting, but in just one-on-one silent moments. See, I think that's a very good answer. I think you guys are right. That's probably what Matt reads by it being an emotional movie. But here's what I think. Oh I think what's going to happen is uh, we're going to follow Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne, and in the final scene of the movie, he's going to be uh, at his father Thomas's office in a in a high rise oh and my then gosh the camera is going go to pull this. out and no. it's going to be the north tower no. of the world trade center no and then oh my god no. it's going to be september 11th 2001 and it's going to be the same movie as that awful remember me rom that was romantic the- movie that came out <laughs> where it was a surprise 9-11 movie i want to go we're all gonna cry because <laughs> oh we're gonna be romantic i want to get out of this we all I thought you were gonna make. I thought you were gonna make like a Planet of the Apes reference because oh, Matt Reeves directed no. that. But in a way, no, no, no. it is that, our planet, really and we blew it up just... and damn us all to hell. Damn you! <laughs> damn oh my you! God. I, I, I thought you were tiptoeing towards that. I'm like, no, nah, he wouldn't go. Is he? Is he? And instead, I, I sprinted into it, ran past the finish line, and all the yeah, way. Yeah, he's still going. There we go. Beelining. I really hope it's the I asked for an emotional. Emotional so, Batman movie. So does that mean we're getting and Pierce Batman. Brosnan as Thomas Wayne? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, I think it works. <laughs> works for me. Uh, run, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, uh, a true, anyway. No, we're look, going. 
We're moving on. Uh, well, uh, Jessica, for having the proper emotional response to my awful pitch, gets two points. And yeah. you win this episode of Rogue Theory. It was a test. I willy wonked you. I tested you guys. And only Jessica succeeded. I hate this so much. <laughs> you know, I, I was very much like, 9-11, maybe let's not do 9 <laughs> God. I I'm not seriously pitching 9-11. <laughs> I know, I know. Sounds like you really are, boss. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh you God, guys just got too sincere in your answers. <laughs> you missed the forest for the trees. You, don't, you guys don't know comedy like I know comedy. <laughs> yeah, horrible, horrific terrorist events that happened where people oh died. That's funny. That's comedy. If I can't make jokes about that anymore, why do we can't do? Yeah, this white male comedy, I've always hated it. <laughs> well, Jessica, oh you God. win. Everyone Thanks. wins. Not me, though. I lose, but that's thank okay. You. Thank uh, you, thank we're you. all winners. That's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests, Jessica Clemens, Eddie Villanueva, and MT. Follow all three of them on social media. Uh, support them in all of their endeavors. Uh, you can support this channel by checking out our new limited edition No Way Home shirt and this What If shirt at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube, and we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.